Amen. Overcoming life's toughest issues. Amen. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy today. We ask for the forgiveness of our sins. This morning, I want to pray for those that are sick, those that need healing this morning, Father God, by faith. Lord, I've seen you do it before, and I know you can do it again by faith. By faith, we ask that you would touch the bodies of those who are experiencing sickness today, but yet they did not stay home. Yet they pressed their way on to the house of God. Now, that's faith. And I pray, Lord, that by that faith that you would heal them now in the name of Jesus. Would you hear my prayer this morning? Would you bless now the preaching of your word? Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to stand into your presence, in your presence, Lord. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. Holy Spirit, fill us afresh this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And thank God. Thank you, ushers. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Today, I want <clears throat> to look at a passage where we start off, started off uh, two weeks ago, and we're talking about overcoming life's toughest issues, part two. And um, if you open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 26, and uh, it puts us right there in the Garden of Gethsemane, and I told you Amen. When I started this series, that um, sometimes when we come to the pressing place of life, God want, has to squeeze out some things in us. The olive, amen, uh, they would take it to the press and they would press out the olive oil. And the olive oil had a lot of value in it. Told you last time I preached from this series that don't avoid your issues. Amen. Don't avoid it. You have to be careful who you share your struggles with. Because not everybody is for you. Are you with me? Amen. You're thinking somebody's for you and you're pouring out to them. or You're bringing them into your sphere and you're bringing them into your situation. But all the while they're hating on you. Amen. They're not just hating on you, but they're not praying for you. Then the last thing I told you, you have to rely totally, totally on prayer. Amen. We're going to pick up in verse 37, amen, of Matthew chapter 26. Uh, I'll just read verse 36 just for context reason. It says, then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and what? pray. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. I want to talk about this morning overcoming life's toughest issues. Amen. Developing a powerful prayer life. That's what it's all about. Amen. Father, bless now the preaching of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. In the presence of God. We all face tough issues in life. Uh, we all have different levels of issues that we face 
in this life and uh, oftentimes it's how you respond. A lot of people don't respond well to life's issues, life's issues. And when I say issues in life, I'm not talking about your car breaking down. I'm talking about deep issues that we deal with, stuff that we've brought from childhood into adulthood. Some of us, we act a certain way because we've never been taught how to handle issues and how to handle struggles. So we blow up and we respond negatively to the things that show up in our lives. Oftentimes, amen, you can tell by the way a person handles issues, you can tell the level of maturity that they have in their life. I found myself, amen, not responding well to life's issues. I failed in some of these tests in life. But what I've learned, amen, is that I have an example found in Scripture. Through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who came down, amen, 42 generations to this earth, born of a woman, amen, lived a sinless life, but yet we find him in the last hours of his life showing how human he was, showing how he hurt and how he experienced pain like you and I. And I don't know about you, but I got some issues in my life this morning. Anybody got any issues that you're going through in life? And yes, I want to panic. I want to I wanna just walk away. I just want to throw in the towel. But it's amazing to me that Jesus here in the last hours of his life, he did not panic but he, he, he puts us in a place, amen, where all of us, no matter what we're facing, we can face life's toughest issues by the example that we have from Jesus Christ. I want to say to somebody this morning that Jesus is the greatest example that we have. Jesus is the only role model that I have in this life. Do I have anybody? I used to have worldly role models. I used to want to be like everybody else. But when I came to know Jesus, he shows me how to pray. He shows me how to press on. He shows me how to make it through life's toughest issues. And somebody here this morning, you're facing something, amen. It may not be tough for you right now, but I want to tell you something. You're not handling it very well. But the word of God, the Bible, the Bible, Jesus tells us, shows us by an example, by the way he lives, how to handle life's toughest issues. I don't know about you this morning, but it's, but, but it's been some days where the things that I have been experiencing in this life, I wanted to throw in the towel. Anybody wanted to quit? Anybody wanted to just say, you know what, I'm done with this. You know what, I can't handle these issues. Money is funny. Change is strange. People are fickle and funny. Amen. Friends are few. Family are just distant. And you're saying to yourself, Man, how am I going to make it through this? Well, I want to tell you the word has the answer. 
Jesus, here he is. I told you, he found himself, he's in Gethsemane, the garden of Gethsemane, the place where we call the crushing place, the place, the pressing place, the place where, where olives were pressed and, and they, were, they were, were cured and they were put into bottles and they were sold for a good price, amen. Oil was a very important commodity at that time. And I found out that Jesus goes to the place where they press oil out. Amen. Ghost of oil also is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. Oil also is symbolic of healing. Oil is also symbolic, amen, of the anointing. And so Jesus, here he is in the place of anointing. I'm just paraphrasing for a minute. Amen. Here he is in the toughest Toughest issue that he's about to face. He's about to face the cross. He's about to take on the sins of the world. He knew that he could not avoid it. And I want to say to somebody here today, you can hide in your house. You can lock yourself in your room. You can go and get high, get drunk, or whatever you want to do to avoid your issue, but when you wake up the next day, your issue will still be there. And oftentimes, that's what happens to us. We run from our issues rather than face our issues. And so we find here in verse 36, verse 37, it says, and he took with him Peter... And the two sons of Zebedee. Now, Peter, this was the third time that Jesus had taken Peter, James, and John with him. The first time he had taken them, they had come for a specific purpose. The first time they were at, amen, the Mount of Transfiguration. At the Transfiguration. The second time they were with Jesus, they were with Jesus when Jesus rose Jairus' daughter. And so oftentimes, amen, my first point today is that if you're going to overcome life's toughest issues, amen, you got to remember this, that you can't face this alone. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen. These men had at this point experienced something great, amen, with Jesus. At the transfiguration, they saw something miraculous. At the raising of Jairus' daughter, amen, they saw a miracle. And it's oftentimes, you got to be careful who you share your struggles with, but you got to make sure that you're bringing the right people along with you, amen, because here's the thing. They had seen Jesus do miracles. And oftentimes, amen, you, you were trying to face these struggles by yourself. You're trying to work it out on your own because, you, you know, you private. You know how we, well, I'm a private person. You know, I, I don't want everybody in my business. But I want to tell you something. You can't do this alone. You got to bring some people with you. Amen. And you gotta you gotta know this that watch this that the people that you bring with you, they gotta be for you. Amen. 
Are you with me? And so oftentimes, when we're facing life's toughest issues, we start saying, I'm going to do it on my own. I can do this. Listen, you can't get over cocaine by yourself. Come on, somebody. You can't get over drug addiction by yourself. You can't get over alcoholism by yourself. You can't get over abuse by yourself. But I want to tell you something. If you have a few spiritual people with you, James, John, amen, and Peter. Now, 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 we gonna, don't get too happy about them because next week I'll show you, amen, that, that sometimes even the people that you think are reliable are not reliable. Are you with me? And so, so here's the thing. You don't put your total trust in people. You put your total trust in the God that's in the people so that if the people let you down, you won't be disappointed with God. You'll know that it was the person and not God. Are you with me? And oftentimes what happens to us, we're trying to do this. I thought it was interesting that at the transfiguration, here they are. Amen. There were 12 disciples and only three disciples shared in this moment, amen, with Jesus. But look what happened next. The text says, and, 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 and here's the thing. Here's what, here's, what, here's what happened with Jesus. Jesus, watch this. He dropped his guard here. And he allowed these men to come into his world. Y'all not trying to hear me. See, when he was with the 12, I'm going to show you what he says next. Amen. That he had to be strong for them. And sometimes we're facing issues. And we have to be strong for everybody else around us. And we don't have time to grieve. We, we don't have time to be sad. We have to put up this, this, this front, amen, that everything is okay. But I want to tell you something. It's okay to grieve. Here's the next point. Watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, and beginning, and I'm sorry, and he began to what? To, to be grieved. Now, when he was with the 12, come on somebody, he had just instituted the Lord's Supper. He, he was strong for them. And every time, every now and then, you ready for this? Strong men get weak sometimes, but it doesn't mean they're weak. He says, and began to what? To grieve. The next point is, you have to be honest with yourself about your inner pain. You have to be honest with yourself and with others about your inner pain. In other words, you have to acknowledge that there's some pain on the inside. Oftentimes, we don't acknowledge the pain and we go around hurting other people. I wish I had somebody. He said to them, the text says, and he began to be grieved. This word grieve, it means an outward, an outward sign of inner grief. Sometimes you have people smiling, but on the inside, they're grieving. And if you're not honest about your pain, grief is good. You have to acknowledge it. When, when you're facing life's issues, if you keep covering up the pain, 
the hurts, eventually you'll take it out on the people closest to you. Amen. Amen. Why? Because you're in your comfort zone. Jesus thought, thought it enough in front of these three men. Come on, somebody. To be grieved. He, he was showing that he was being afflicted on the inside. And sometimes we want to be strong for our family. And sometimes we want to be strong for those around us. But listen, you got your own thing that you're dealing with. You have your own issues that you're dealing with. But unless you can be honest about it, how good will you be to anybody else? Are y'all with me? Watch the text. Last word. The text says he, became, he began to be grieved and distressed. Now, the word grief means affliction or sorrow. But the word distress means to be faint to the point of depression. It means to be overwhelmed, to be burdened in the mind. Anybody here this morning, you're overwhelmed? Anybody here this morning, you're, you're, you're burdened down to the point where depression is about to set in? Do I have anybody? But here's the thing. Jesus, watch this now. These two words that he used, you know what he was doing? He was using Old Testament language to describe what he was going through. You know what he was quoting? He was quoting Psalm 42 and 5. Psalm 42 and 5 says, why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Watch this now. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. So the last point is, you ready for this? You have to rely on God's word. <laughs> you have to, listen, when you, listen, the solution for depression is not Prozac. Come on, somebody. The solution to depression is not marijuana. The solution to depression is not, amen, Jim Beam. Do I have anybody? The solution, amen, to depression is not Bacardi. Come on, somebody. Amen. The solution, amen, to depression, amen, is not old English. But it's new English. You know what that is? The word of God. And the word of God can transform your life. Amen. Can transform your depression and cause you to have, come on somebody, praise again. See, when, when you lose your praise, that means you're depressed. And oftentimes, listen, you ever notice that when you drink and get drunk and high, you never praise, all you do is sleep? See, that's not getting your way out. That's digging yourself deeper into what you're going through. But Jesus, 
knew that he was grieved. He was honest about his feelings, but he relied on the word of God. How do you know that, Pastor? Well, when he was hanging on the cross, he quoted Psalm 30 and 5. When he was hanging on the cross, he quoted Deuteronomy. He quoted Isaiah. See, Psalm 42 and 11 says, Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him to help the help of my continence. Watch this, and my God. Your continence changes when you rely on the word of God. I know you've been running to everything and everybody. I know you thought that running to that certain situation or running to that man or running to that person or more money or whatever the case may be to fix your issue. But I know a God who can fix your issue. God has a word for your issue. And if you're going to face life, life's toughest issues you got to rely on the word of God you got to rely on the word even when it sounds hard to do you never lose hope come on somebody turn to your neighbor and say neighbor you never lose hope you never lose hope because God's word will pull you through some of life's toughest issues do you know him today have you tried him today? Have you tried his word for yourself? I know you're facing something. But you can't face it by yourself. You have to be honest about how you feel right now. Jesus said, I'm depressed and grieved. But he was using Old Testament language. He looked at Psalm. He knew Psalm because he was the word. He says, I know I got, listen, watch this. I know I got to go through this temporary pain, watch this, for a permanent solution. And sometimes you got to face that pain in order to get progress, watch this, and in order to get your deliverance. Jesus says, I'm distressed. I'm at the point where I'm depressed. I want to give up. But he found the word. He found the word, y'all. Psalm 42, 5 and Psalm 42, 1, quote, says the same thing. He says, he says, listen, I know I'm disturbed. Amen. But guess what? I'm going to hope in God. I'm going to what? I'm going to hope in God. And I know, listen, listen, you know why things ain't changing? Maybe not changing in your life? Because you are relying on yourself. And guess what? The lawyer can't do it for you. The doctor can't do it for you. They just told my cousin that he had, he, he, it's going to take a miracle. He was on death, death's doorstep. Amen. About to die. And the doctor said, we can't do anything for him. He's going to need a miracle. But you guess what we did? We hoped in God. And stood on his word. He's home now. I wish I had somebody. And I'm testifying about that because I know a God who can fix it. Anybody here know he can fix it? 
Anybody know that you don't have to be depressed? People want, listen, Christians got to stop walking around looking like they don't have a God. We have a God. We have a word from our God. He speaks to us from this word. Every time you open this, it's a conversation from him. And it's the word that changes you. Depressed, no longer in my vocabulary. Despair, no longer in my vocabulary. Troubled, no longer in my vocabulary. And when issues show up, and they will, the toughest issues, I know what I got to do. Rely on God. Trust in his word. Amen. Be honest about what I feel. And God already knows. People, you know, you know what? You get in trouble. You got to trust God. Amen. And no matter how tough it may seem, you're going to make it. Amen. Weeping Amen. may endure for a night. But what? But y'all give weeping what? A one night stand. A one night stand. Stop dating weeping. Give him a one night stand because in the morning, you're going to have joy. In the morning, you can praise him. In the morning, you can say hallelujah. In the morning, you can say God, thank you. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. How to overcome life's toughest issues. I want to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what else God has to say. We're going to go from Jesus to Daniel. Amen. I'm going to show you how to develop a powerful prayer life so that when issues show up in your life, your character is going to show who you know. I wish I had somebody. And when you know God,